Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Guests join the show on the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. Broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studio on ESPN Radio in Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hour two. The NBA free agency landscape is nearly complete, although the move from the weekend maybe precipitates another one, that being Russell Westbrook, who's likely going to be moving on uh, somehow, some way from Oklahoma City, uh, but we'll get into that. Uh, if you missed anything in the first hour, check it out on the podcast. The podcast available on the TuneIn Radio app and on iTunes. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to it anytime you'd like. Re-listen to whatever you missed. Get it all on the podcast. It's there thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. We are in the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris, this July, guess what? Represents their 30th birthday. They've been in business 30 years this month, and they are celebrating by offering up to 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for Kurtz 30-year anniversary sale. It's uh, a heck of a sale at that. 30% off on the MSRP on some of that stuff. Impressive from Kurtz Polaris. Uh, Coulter, we were we talked a lot about uh, Kawhi and Paul George and some of what that means and what it means for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'd like to, you put this great list together, and I want to go through this with you. But just quickly before 
this. Can we just talk for a moment about Zion Williamson and the, 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 the 15 minutes that he played? Preseason in, in NFL football, people are going, you know, do I need to watch? Do I need to look at it? Well, no, not normally, not necessarily. But here's what I have found. When a guy, you can tell when a guy belongs almost immediately when he steps on the floor, and it can be a big question mark. One of the guys that I'll never forget was Cam Newton. The -hmm. first time Cam Newton took a snap in the NFL in a preseason game, I was watching and I went, whoa. Like he just, I I have such, I'm not good at projections, okay? I'll just uh, just be up front with, I'm not really good at, you know, taking guys that are at the college level, whatever their sport is, and going, here's why he's going to be great in the pros, here's why he's not going to be great in the pros. I'm more interested at times in some of the, the personality stuff or whatever. But Cam Newton was great. Obviously, at Auburn National Championship, the whole deal. But you're like, okay, what is he going to be really as a quarterback? And when he set up there for the Carolina Panthers and started playing in his first NFL game, I went, wow, this guy is going to run the show. And, you know, he hasn't, it's not like he's become, you know, he was maybe a top five quarterback in the league in his kind of best year, too. Uh, but clearly he was a starter. Clearly he's a franchise guy. And it just feel, felt like you saw that right away and you can see it at times. I don't want I don't want to make too much out of a half of basketball. But what I saw out of Zion Williamson and granted by the way this is not a this is against other rookies. It's against other kind of, you know, fill out your squad type of guys who are just fighting for a roster spot and that. It's not Zion Williamson going against Anthony Davis. It's not Zion Williamson going against, you know, Joel Embiid. But what you see him go out there and just rip a straight up other NBA guy and throw it home and just dunking all over the place and leaping like you go, holy cow, this guy is something else. And I hope that he can stay healthy. He has a knee contusion in his very first game. They're going to hold him out as a major precaution uh, for the rest of summer league. No problem. But I was, I just was, I was amazed at what I saw out of Zion Williamson. I must say. I heard the best description of Zion Williamson that I've heard over the weekend. And that is that with the level of pro that pro sports have reached in America today, that the the situation where you are truly the biggest kid on the playground and the fastest kid on the playground doesn't exist. Mm. You can be really big like Cam Newton, but there's still hundreds of guys in the NFL that are bigger than Cam Newton. There, You can be plenty big like Adrian Peterson and fast and all these guys, but as far as you actually have more girth, I mean, Zion Williamson is the third heaviest player in the entire league, and he's still one of the fastest guys in the league. That in itself is a complete anomaly. It doesn't. It's not possible. It's, it doesn't happen. It, it fast, but also, I mean, explosive. The leaping. Is this? A, it is, doesn't. It's not he, possible. He's startlingly explosive. Yes. Yes. But what Kendrick Perkins said in his analysis of Zion was, he said, Zion Williamson is going to is is going to run through the league for three years. But if he doesn't lose weight, he's not going to last mm. because you just truly can't play eighty-two games a year weighing two and ninety. You just and, can't. By the way. From someone who would know. I mean, like Kendrick said, get down to me, my size, which is still 260. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're I still mean, doing Kendrick, plenty fine. Kendrick Perkins was, you know, but he had to fight that fight himself. Zion Williamson's also so young and, I mean, to a certain extent, underdeveloped in, in ways that, I mean, if, if he did lose 20 pounds, can you imagine how explosive he'd be? He'd have a 50-inch vertical. Yeah. It's I, like taking off the 25-pound vest that you've been training with. I, I you're 
yes and no. I think that's I think that's true. Here's the other thing though. I don't my impression is not that Zion Williamson's like out of shape somehow. Like he, no, no, he's not out of shape. I'm just body. No, I, I know, I know. I'm just is. talking about the the, the conditioning level because he could reach a, a higher conditioning level. Yeah, that's probably true. Okay, let's do this, Coulter. You went through and you made a list of easily a dozen, maybe more uh, teams with their basically top two players, or in some cases top three players. And you want to sit here and say, well. Who's got the best group? Because it's remarkable now. Here's what else I will say for this Paul George Kawhi deal to the Clippers. It has blown the lid off of any expectation that I would certainly have for some front running team. I think I think the NBA is going to be more open than it's probably been in three decades this season. And that makes me happy. That makes me interested uh, in you know in 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 the whole thing. I'm excited about the ride. But to sit here and go, well, look at how these great players are playing together over the country, over the face of the entire association. So let's let's start by talking like this. Victor Oladipo has become a good enough player that I ranked him in my top. I think I had him 16th in the NBA, mm-hmm. and with Sean Rainey and I did the rankings when you were in the Philippines. Yeah, and he was good enough even before he got hurt, to set the pay- table for the Pacers, for them then to be good enough to make the playoffs. Fifth seed, I think. Fifth right? seed. And, th- and they were they were they had the inside track on the three before he got hurt. Yeah. N- and they added Malcolm, Br- Malcolm Brogdon. And I still don't know if they're good enough to make the playoffs now with the way that the league has shifted. Totally. When you look at the Minnesota Timberwolves, they have two one-and-done, number-one overall picks in their primes. And Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, and I still think they're on the outside looking in. They're not even. They're not even. They're like the twentieth best duo in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, that all the things you're saying is true. There, we are. I mean, Andrew Wiggins has has been such a disappointment. Yes, and the big cat is so is is not meeting his potential. Even though he's great, his potential is out of this world. And he's not reaching that either, and so that's disappointing. So, but anyway, your point is taken. The San Antonio Spurs have made the playoffs what 117 years in a row. I mean, they've won. That doesn't matter what happens; they they go to the yes. playoffs. Yes, and it's not as if they are in some sort of weird rebuild. No, no, they have great young players. I think Dejounte Murray, when he comes, gets fully healthy, is an awesome point guard. Great young point guard. I think that, I mean, on down the line. But then they also have two, not just. Good players, two all-stars. I mean, DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge are 20-point-per-game scorers. These guys are top 15 scorers in the league. I still don't know if the Spurs are in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And so then you look at, I mean, I think when the when the trade went down, and like you were saying, that both the Pelicans and the Lakers won the trade. I think that there was a, a consensus agreement that Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram had a chance to thrive, not being in LeBron's shadow, not being in the shadow of the Lakers. And you add those two guys with uh, Drew Holiday and Zion Williamson, and you think, well, man, the Pelicans are, are a playoff team. But then you think, well, maybe they're not when you think about every, everybody that everybody else has. So then we start going through the duos, and you have, I mean, to me, there's several tiers, but the top tier, the top four duos in the league are Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and then Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and or Steph Curry and Draymond Green. So I guess let's start there. With Clay Thompson out, Steph Curry and Draymond Green, or Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Steph and Draymond. 
which I don't, I think I agree with you, but I don't think that would be the consensus among pundits. I don't, I don't think it would be a consensus either. But, um, but there's two things that I think that but people. Are you already assuming those other three are better than Steph and Draymond Green, Katie and Kyrie? AD I think that the best duo in the league is LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I think when they're both at their peak, I think that I honestly think, truly, with Kevin Durant out next year, I think that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are the two best players in the NBA, with the exception of Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I would say Paul George is like somewhere in the top twelve. He's an All NBA player, certainly, but I think you have at least two of the top five, if not two of the best three, with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Yeah, I mean, the, here's the thing. Katie and Kyrie are not Katie and Kyrie. They're just Kyrie right now. Right. So that's a bummer. And so if you're going to take Clay Thompson off the list, you got to take Kevin Durant off the list. Because if you say to me, I mean, if I only have to pick two of the three guys, I mean, I guess that's fine. But... I don't want to. I want to take all three guys because all three guys are there. And so when Clay Thompson is there, here's the thing. I think people are forgetting all of a sudden, not forgetting, but they're they're going, okay, well, now this is where Golden State's run ends. And guess what? They, that may be true. That may be true. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm, uh, it's certainly, they're certainly not the front runners. They're certainly not the favorites at this point, I would say. But also, do they have a 5% chance? To win a championship entering the year, just like any, you know, which is all you can ask for, according to uh, according to some, certainly they do. So I'm, I'm not there, but yes, look, Anthony Davis and LeBron and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, I think are probably the two best two person duos in the NBA, and they are brand new and they're both in Los Angeles. So I I, I am I am swayed by that on this level in this conversation. And then I, I think we could both agree that I think that the Warriors are are still going to be better than everybody thinks. I mean, they still they still got Russell. I mean, D'Angelo Russell sitting there in there in, in in Golden State too. So you know, there's there's maybe a fourth. Okay, so okay, so then so I think then the way I, I think this is gets interesting is that when we're talking about each of the individual pairs, James Harden and Chris Paul are better than Chris Middleton. I would still rank Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton as one of the five best duos in the league because Giannis is so good and because Chris Middleton is so good with him. I completely agree. I think Chris Middleton, I think people have been impressed with him, and I think that that, that NBA people kind of get it at this point, but I don't know if, if, if most people really appreciate how good Chris Middleton is. I mean, he is he is an elite shooter elite shooter no doubt and but also has size and is you're right his complementary uh uh skill set with Giannis is I mean truly remarkable so I am with you I think I mean I think Giannis and just about anybody is going to be a top five duo in the league certainly Giannis and Chris Middleton is very hard for me to rank them outside the top five so I have Giannis and Chris Middleton ranked fourth okay and then I got Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum fifth. Okay. Because I think that C.J. McCollum, again, C.J. McCollum's borderline top 20 player in the league, but I just think he's a way more complimentary. C.J. McCollum compliments Damian Lillard much better than Chris Paul compliments James Harden. Mm-hmm. Here's my here's my issue with with Portland, and you know that I, I'm i rooting for the Blazers, man. I, I, Dame out of the big sky, C.J. McCollum, little school guy. You know, I'm, I'm always on those stories. They're small. They're physically small guys 
in the NBA. And as great as they are as scorers, and I've seen both of them straight up take over games offensively, it's a liability to have those two defensively and not have an elite ball player. Now, maybe if you have Nurkic, it changes things that way a little bit. And maybe you say, hey, look, man, you can still throw a body out there and play defense with some length. You know, just pick a guy up. It's the NBA. You've got that, and that is true. But you're not combating LeBron and Anthony Davis with C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard. You know, and you and again, you're obviously we're rank, we're ranking them down below. But when I'm talking about some, I mean, Nikola Jokic and and Jamal Murray, I'm putting them above C.J. and Damian Lillard, and and I, you know, I think these guys are absolutely next level, both of those guys. But I think it's really one directional for the Blazers, and I think they're going to struggle. But didn't the Blazers just beat the Nuggets in the playoffs? They did in 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 a in an excruciatingly great seven-game series, they did come through and they got the thing done. And I give them all the credit in the world for doing it. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm 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 so high on on Jokic right now, though. I I, I don't really really know what to say. I mean, I think he I think he is he's not the best true big in the NBA. Anthony Davis might be. It probably takes Joel Embiid, but I think he's the most complimentary. He get he he makes, he makes the guys, guys better. around him more better than yes. any of the other bigs in the league. Totally. The most intriguing part about Jokic and Jamal Murray, too, is that they're both less than 23 years old. I think Jokic mm-hmm. is 23 and Jamal mm-hmm. Murray is 22. Right. So th- those guys have a ton of upside. Uh, so I think that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons is really interesting because I think those two guys are two of the most talented players in the NBA. But they just they have not found the flow quite yet. And the fact that Simmons can't shoot, he can't really be a complimentary player to a true on-the-block center. So I want to ask you a couple here. Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum mm-hmm. or the 76ers duo? Coulter, you and I have built our lives on communication. And one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter. And right now, they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana, a state that, thank you very much, could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. Right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out GoBlackfoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now. And Blackfoot, they got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or find them online at GoBlackfoot.com. Probably, probably Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. Um, I think that the inability to shoot the ball in this NBA, which neither of those guys can. I mean, Embiid, for a guy who's 7'3 or whatever and can make a three is impressive, but he's not a shooter, okay? He's a giant man who balls on the interior. And what I just said about about 
the the sort of one dimensionality of CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard is also true about Simmons and and uh, and Embiid. Not so much that they are only offensive or only defensive players, but that they they lack a full complementary skill set of the game uh, in certain ways. And also, I just think Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are both so much bigger killers mentally than certainly Ben Simmons and and maybe Joel. I love Joel Embiid. I love his I love the way he talks. I think he's a great competitor and all that, but he's still young. You know what I mean? And those guys have developed that veteran thing. So I'd probably go with with Lillard and 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 McCollum. Where you got Harden and Chris Paul in this whole hierarchy? I don't know. Either either third or last. <laughs> I know, right? Like just knowing what we know from the lack of compliment the lack that they complement each other. They're both way. I mean, Mike Conley's never even made an all-star team. Donovan Mitchell's made one, but I would rather have Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell together. I, I just think that with your, if you're James Harden, I think there's several guys on this list: James Harden, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. Where you need to not team up with another guy. You need to just have a bunch of role players. You're better without another guy yeah, like but, you. But if that's true with this list right here, no chance. No chance. Well, and that's the thing, though, is when you really break this down, I think that we're just we're just splicing hairs over uh, fun things to discuss because in the reality of the situation, there is in terms of going into next year, to me, there are maybe three duos on this list, and it's but more more likely just two. It's Anthony Davis and LeBron, and it's Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Mm. And the the Warriors are going to have to scrape to get up back into that, but. I just cannot see the Blazers or the Nuggets or the Rockets or the Jazz competing with the two teams in L.A. I can. Well, some of them I can. Some of them I can't. But here's the thing that's crazy. Okay, let's say that you, you say uh, we both think that, that, that Russell Westbrook's on his way out of Oakland. And he, he is reportedly saying that now. Yes. Today. And, so he, and he, the heat is one place that he's, you know, had. So you could do a, a Russell Westbrook and Jimmy Butler. But whatever. Here's, here's what is incredible. We didn't even get into Zion Williamson with Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. And we did not get into Luka Doncic with Kristaps Porzingis either. Right. But let me just list these off, these duos who are on the same team right now. Okay? Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Russell, uh, 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 Russell. Russell, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Nika Jokic, Jamal Murray, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, James Harden, Chris Paul, Zion Williamson, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Luka Doncic and Chris Porzingis. You know what those are? That's nine teams. You know what they are? All in the West. Yep. None of them are the Spurs. Right. I mean, you're talking about the Timberwolves. None of the Timberwolves. But if you would throw the Spurs in there, there's 10 teams. Math says two of them ain't making it. I mean, that's stunning to think about this list where you have to take two guys. And and everybody's going to – here's what's going to happen. You're going to get to the end and you're going to say – and okay, you know, I understand the the, the Pelicans are really way down this list because they're so young. We haven't seen anything out of them. Who knows what you're going to get. But if you finish – if you finish seventh in the West – and go one and done and lose in five games in the first round. Eighth in the West gets swept in the first round. Ninth, and don't make the playoffs at all. People are going to go, well, what's the matter with you? Well, what happened? Well, why didn't it work out? Well, I'll tell you why it didn't work out. 
Because Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are playing together. Because Anthony Davis and LeBron James are playing together. Because Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, when he comes back, and Draymond Green, I've still been to the last five straight finals in a row, and they added one of the great young guards that, 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 that the game has. So that's the reason why. It's not because you're flawed in some way. It's because the, the, the level that the NBA has right now at its top is as top-heavy as it's ever been. And that just means some really good players and some really good teams are, in fact, not allowed to make the playoffs. And that's okay. Like, they shouldn't. Like, if you can't be, for crying out loud, if you can't be in the top half of your conference, get out of here. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to excuse-make. But I am also saying that this forthcoming season in particular, you might not be a, even a playoff team, and I wouldn't sit here and criticize you as having done something wrong or not found a way or whatever. It's just that good right now, especially still, still in the West. No doubt. And uh, that's why I think it's going to be very interesting to see because now we have some young cores of teams that are unproven, like the Pelicans, like the Mavs. And I just feel like experience outweighs everything else. If it really does come down to it, I just cannot see the Spurs missing the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, the, the, if you throw DeMar DeRozan and Pop in there, uh, uh, I mean, you're, it's you, it's not over till it's over in terms of the streak of, what did you say, 113 playoffs <laughs> in a row, right? Uh, so, okay, so one sec before we get okay, out. Okay. Russell Westbrook is, I mean, Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting that Russell Westbrook is out. He, he wants to be out. Trade me. The front runners as of yesterday were the New York Knicks, the Orlando Magic, the Detroit Pistons, and the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. Today, Miami Heat get in the mix. What do you think of that? What's the best destination for Russell Westbrook? Between Miami and where? Houston. Yeah. Orlando. Mm-hmm. Detroit. Mm-hmm. Or what was the fifth one? Oh, the Knicks, New York Knicks. Well, maybe if if what you say about Russell is true, the Knicks. Here's my thing is there's all this talk over who wants to go save the Knicks, who wants to revitalize the Knicks, who wants to have that be part of their legacy, bring glory back to New York City. I think that, that it's a can't. It's a it's a no lose situation if Russell Westbrook goes to the Knicks because if he really is just by himself with a bunch of young guys and he's played at Madison Square Garden forty one times, you think averaging a triple double is impressive? This dude's going to go for thirty five a night, It'll light the league on fire, and it, they might be a forty win team and he might score forty forty times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right. his scoring average and their wins average might have the same over under. Yeah, so, but. Miami would be interesting because I actually do think Jimmy Butler compliments him to a certain extent. I think that the worst brand of of brain-rotting, eyes-falling-out-of-your-head basketball in the history of the league could be if him and James Harden played if together. He was, if he went back to with, with I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah. Just pound it till it's flat. <laughs> well, we'll find out soon enough. Woj will take care of us. He'll let us know when it's done. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Boys and girls, it's grilling season. So the 4th of July is just coming and gone, but that means I'm just getting ready. I already got two bags of charcoal going. Let's go. I mean, I'm I'm doing it, buddy. Did it over the weekend. Had a barbecue with my our good friend. I don't want to sh- shut you out of this. Regime Seabrook. Hey. Shout out, Regime. I wonder what he wants the Knicks to do other than just not be a team anymore. <laughs> uh, 
The right way to do this, people, season it up. Use Alpine Touch. That's right. This Alpine Touch Grand Slam Pack is so robust, it's actually breaking at the seams. But the Grand Slam Package, you can get it right now, alpinetouch.com, $19.99, which gives you four of the Big daddy size seasonings. you got the Prairie Fire, you got the Pepper Blend, you got the Hickory Smoked, and you got the All-Purpose Original, $19.99 at alpinetouch.com. Or you can give us a call right now, 329-1899, and we'll send one of these Grand Slam Packages and an Alpine Touch hat right to your doorstep. Remember, if you're going to check out any of the Osprey games coming up, they got a long homestand. you got the Alpine Touch Sunflower Seeds available down there at the stadium as well. Uh, and Alpine Touch is taking care of you no matter what. But give us a call right now, 329-1899, and give Reese your name, phone number, and your address. And we'll send one of these Grand Slam packages, 1999, four of the big seasonings, straight to your doorstep. 329-1899, give us a call right now. Alpine Touch, Montana, special spice. The Osprey on a tear. We'll give some tickets away. For their first home game in the homestand next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. The Osprey are on a tear. Closing the gap quickly. It is 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. Hi, how are you? Great to be with you. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris is celebrating their 30th birthday. That's right, 30 years they've been in business, and they are celebrating by offering 30% that's right, 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna Invaded dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. We get into Kurtz Polaris, Missoula, and Sealy all month for Kurtz 30-year anniversary sale. Coulter, uh, the Idaho Falls Chuckers were 13-1 uh, and one at one point in this year. They uh, swept the Missoula Osprey in the first road trip of the Osprey season. They beat everybody that they played almost without exception. And then all of a sudden, the 3rd of July rolled around. Actually, it started on the 2nd of July. I think it was a 2-1 win for the Osprey where the 3rd became a rubber match. Uh, and Missoula, down in the ninth inning, comes all the way back and a walk-off preceding the fireworks on the 4th of July in a packed stadium in Missoula at Ogren Park and Allegiance Field. I think really kick-started this team uh, on the 3rd to win 4-3. to three. They go on the road, 
beat they they win the last two against Idaho and Missoula. Go on the road for a short two game road trip. Sweep the Chuckers five four and eight five in uh, in Idaho Falls. Then go to Billings. They lost their first one two one on Saturday, but then win win again last night nine six. So a rubber match tonight six thirty first pitch here on ESPN Radio for you. But the uh, Missoula Osprey all of a sudden coming to life here in the last week or so, and they have uh, closed the gap considerably on Idaho Falls. This is the ebbs and flows of the Pioneer League, no doubt about it. <laughs> but the O's, you know, the O's had an interesting roster construction entering this summer. They have a ton of returning players, which is uh, actually a rare thing for the Pioneer League. They have uh, uh, 10 plus guys that had played in Missoula before, including some guys I thought were pretty good players last year. I mean, Cesar Garcia was a good player for them last year, and, yeah. and he's, he's been a good player for them this year as well. And they had a little bit older. Guys on the team as well, which made me think that maybe they're trying to work out some kinks with these guys, and it's kind of make it or break it time for some of these guys that are a little bit older, that are 23, 24 years old. Are these guys good enough to to keep them in our system, to keep developing them, to to get them up into that high double A or low triple A level? And I think that they were tinkering around with their lineup a lot. I think that their new hitting coach was tinkering around with a lot of guys' swings, and they did not hit the ball well at all the first 10 or 12 games of the season. Then they had a breakout game where they had 18 or 19 hits. Yeah. And since then, they've hit the ball well, and their offense has been humming right along. And now I think that they know what they have with some of their pitchers, and they know where these guys can fit into spots. I think they have their lineup a little bit closer to solidified. And, you know, oftentimes, you never know what Idaho Falls was doing out the gates. If they were just playing all their best guys right away, and now they're trying to mix it up and develop some stuff. A lot of times, just the roster movement, the lineup movement, has so much an impact on the actual direct results. So uh, this is just the way it goes, though, right? I mean, Idaho Falls won 13 their first 14, and then the O's get one, and then all of a sudden they've swept them, and then all of a sudden the O's are on a five-game winning streak, and they were down. The O's were down six games when Idaho six games only, I think, 15 games into the season when Idaho Falls came to Missoula, and now. The Osprey are down two games in the standings already with a big homestand coming up. The uh, Osprey have won five of their last six. The Idaho Falls Chuckers have lost six of their last six. They were 13-1. and one. They are now 13-7. and seven. I don't want to put the Mariners' jigs on them, but they are following the Seattle Mariners to a T right now. Uh, I do know that Idaho Falls had a couple of games that were rained out. And then all of a sudden, now you got to play a double header and back to back double headers, and then you go play a team that's fresh, and that that is a difficult thing to do. So I don't know exactly how their schedule, uh, you know, has has come together or not. They still have played two less games than uh, than the Osprey have, as have the Great Falls Voyagers. Both of those teams have played twenty games this year. Missoula and Billings are up to twenty two. Uh, and so, you know, how that will work itself out. But it's interesting, the ebbs and flows, but you see a team that gets off to such a torrid start and creates such a big gap. And in the Pioneer League, uh, people may forget, but it's two half seasons. The first half, the winner of the first half, that's how you get into the playoffs. So the first half winner, they're in no matter what happens after that. And so in, you know, a a, a 78-game season or 72 games, whatever it is, you're only talking about a 35 to 38 game run to a playoff spot. And halfway through that, you got a six game lead. You're going, okay, looking pretty good for Idaho Falls. Well, not so fast as the, as you know, it's, they're now 13 and seven. Missoula's 12 and 10. Great Falls uh, is there at nine and nine and 11. And the Billings Mustangs who were like one in 10 to start the year are now uh, eight of 14 and, uh, and are, have come 
pull life, you know, a little bit in their own right and really close things up. So uh, an exciting time tomorrow. Uh, tonight is uh, the last game, as we said, between Billings and Missoula of uh, of the 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 the. The road trip for Missoula, obviously the home stand for Billings. If you're watching us in Billings, thank you. Good for you. You found the right place. Uh, but the uh, this will be the rubber match tonight as Missoula won last night. Billings won the first game. And then uh, two nights from now, a, night, a travel day tomorrow, and then the Orem Owls head to Missoula. The Owls 7-15 and 15 in the Pioneer League South. You start to get into the interdivisional play uh, now with Orem coming to town. They're 7-15, and 15, and they are uh, in, the, in last place currently in the Pioneer League South. They'll be in Missoula. We have a four-pack of tickets for you right here, right now. You want to go see the Osprey play? Uh, not tomorrow night, but Wednesday night in Missoula. Going to be a very nice night at the ballpark. I am told the Jack Weatherman says it looks pretty good this week, so uh, you can check that out. 329-1899. 329-1899. Give us a call right now, and uh, you got yourself a four-pack of tickets, a four-pack of tickets to go see the Osprey and the Orem Owls on Wednesday night. Quick break. When we come back, I thought the U.S. Women's National Team was great. I thought the NBA free agency was amazing. It still was not my favorite thing that happened in sports in the weekend. I'll tell you what that was next. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to, and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Now from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. What was the best sports thing that happened this weekend? As far as I'm concerned, it's not actually that close. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. You missed anything in the first hour or the second hour? Any part of the show, we got you covered on the podcast. Podcast available all the time. Wherever you get your podcasts, check out the Tutel Nuanas podcast. It's there thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotels. We are broadcasting live, as always, from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris, 2904 West Broadway, Missoula Highway 83 in Sealy, and they are celebrating their 30th birthday all month. July represents 30 years of being in business, and they are celebrating by offering 30% off. That's right, up to 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna or Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. And into Kurtz all month long, Missoula and Sealy for their 30, 30th anniversary sale. Uh, Coulter, 
uh, for as great as the United States women's national team was, for as intriguing as NBA free agency was, and it's rare that you get one out of the clear blue sky like the Paul George deal. I mean, nobody had rumored anything about nobody. that. Nobody. And all of a sudden. Imagine the look on Sam Presti's face oh, when just, Paul George comes walking yeah. onto his front lawn and says, Sam, we got to talk. Yeah, no one saw that one coming. So that was fun. That was exciting. I enjoyed that very much. But the thing that I liked the very most this weekend, Coco Goff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not a big tennis guy now, okay? I look at it from time to time. But, you know, I'm watching her play uh, Polina Herzog of Slovenia in the third round to get into the round of 16, to get into the second week. It's always a big deal to cross from the first week of Wimbledon into the threshold into the second week of Wimbledon. And, you know, there had been, obviously, this talk of, of course, when she beats so, uh, excuse me, uh, Venus Williams in the first round, and you go, what? 15-year-old kid? Is this the next face of American tennis, of women's tennis, uh, which have been carried for so long by the women, uh, Williams sisters? And then you see her, and you're like, oh, and then she wins again, backs it up, and now she's going against, you know, this uh, 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 Herzog, who's this, you know, very uh, strong in her prime, I think 27 years old is Herzog, and, you know, Slovenian uh, a tennis player, loses the first set like 6-3, is down like 4-1 in the second set, and you're going, well, it's over, and I turned it on somewhere in that second set. It's going so bad, falling, you know, not falling apart, but but just being outplayed. And all of a sudden, the determination of this kid, man. But the the, you know, it's it's amazing. Sometimes it was sometimes children. I mean, I got this little six year old girl, man. If she decides, no, 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 I'm doing this thing. She just goes crazy. She just goes for it. And sometimes, you know, at 15 years old, you have a certain switch that. Either it's builders. What, what Travis Secure? We talked about motivation and motivating players. Is like, hey, you don't coach that; you recruit that. It's either in you or it's not. And to watch her turn the thing around, and she got some help from her song for sure. But she just started to to say, "Not today." And in the tennis world, I don't see that that often. Maybe it's just because I don't watch it that often or whatever. But I was riveted. Couldn't get out of my chair. Watch, the, watch her all the way back in the second set. Watch her go to tie break to win the second set. Third set goes 7-6 and wins the thing. And I'm sitting here. I'm tweeting. I'm yelling. I'm texting my mom. My mom had left her house because she's like, well, this thing's over. She's a big Wimbledon fan, my mom. I watched the whole thing, and I could not have been more uh, 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 enraptured and rooting for Coco Goff than I was over the weekend. Now, she did fall today in the round of 16. She lost in straight sex, 6-3-6-3, I think it was. But for this 15-year-old kid to explode onto the scene like this and just be, you know, there's just the sweetness of, of, of somebody who's new, who hasn't had all of the celebrity and all of the endorsements, who's just out there playing the game, doing the thing. It was fantastic. And I had a huge, huge kick watching her. So thank her for that. Her folks who were uh, also great in the stands, all watching, rooting for every point and just turmoil. Every single, every single, you know, uh, volley back and forth was tremendous because I'm like, wow, this is, I, I, I know this day's coming for me and it's just going to be Little League. That's all. I'm going to be sitting there just w- wiping my hands together, terrified about what's going to happen. Absolute blast watching her play, though. 
tennis is definitely the sport where it's easiest to break in at such a young age. But we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of Anna Kornikovas and very few Monica Seleses and even fewer Steffi Grafs. Girls that turned into women that were dominant the whole time. Steffi Graf's probably the greatest example of a teenage star that then became a dominant player as an adult, too. She, and she was dominant throughout her career. She's one of the greatest women's tennis players ever. But Monica Sells had a really good youth, and then it sort of petered off a lot of, there's a lot of extenuating circumstances with, you know, when she got stabbed and all Which this crazy grand stuff. Grand slam winner, though. And, totally. And all that. But then there's Anna Kornikova, who was the darling of tennis when she was 17 years old, not much older than Coco Goff, and never really amounted to anything. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to burn out. But what I saw from Coco Goff that's different than so many others is uh, women's tennis is so fueled by emotion. And I think Serena Williams is, the, I mean, Serena Williams is unquestionably the greatest women's tennis player of all time. Yes. And it's because of her ability to be incredibly emotional and still harness it, thrive off of it, use it as fire. Coco Goff has a much more subdued demeanor, but what I saw was such a resilient and determined young lady. Determined. She didn't, she didn't yes. let, I mean, so often when you're in that situation, you, you melt under the emotion. Even Serena Williams melts down under the emotion a lot of times. And Coco Goff never let the emotion get to her whatsoever. The only flaw that she has is is in her actual, the maturity of her game because she's so young. Right. But in terms of the mental side of it, she is absolutely elite already. Yes. Elite. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, to, to be at your first ever Wimbledon and to come back against somebody who's almost twice your age in the, in the heart of their career and who's been doing this for a long time, you know, I was looking this up. I think, I think Polina Herzog has won like over three million dollars, and as she's very let's let's be clear, I don't think she's ever been to the the second week of Wimbledon before herself. She was playing for a lot personally too, and clearly that got to her. But it did not. Not only did it not get to golf, and maybe that's the the the, the glory of youth is that you don't have the history that might. <laughs> come back to bite you as it seemed to for her but but also she poured it on man she wasn't she just was not having it and at some point uh really broke her opponent uh both literally in terms of the points and then also uh uh, uh, sort of in the in spirit as well very impressive and so she was great fun and i hope that that she is with doing this for a long time Not, not not you know not burning out not doing all that stuff she was she was just very, very fun, very sweet, I thought, and I enjoyed it a lot. I, I just really hope that she doesn't fall into the low-hanging fruit that's about to perpetuate what the perception the world has of her is. Everybody's just going to say, because of who she is, where she comes from, what she looks like, that she's just going to be the next Venus or Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's just completely unfair, because she's built totally different than either of the Williams sisters. And she plays the game in, honestly, the opposite fashion. The Williams sisters, again, they they are among the fiercest competitors we have seen in the mm-hmm. 21st century. No question. Mm-hmm. But they also, they live off of emotion. And they right. also die by emotion. And Coco Goff is the opposite of that. So I hope that she doesn't get swallowed alive by the narrative of her being the heir apparent. Because I think she could be the heir apparent as long as she doesn't try to be them. Yeah, totally agree. All right, very good. Boys and girls, check out the podcast. Check out the stream. 15 minutes will send you out to pregame for the rubber match between the Missoula Osprey and Billings Mustangs and uh, enjoy some Osprey baseball on this Monday evening. Thanks for being with us. Have a wonderful rest of your night. It's Tutel Nuwana's ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television.
Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.